Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I am athlete tonight. The Bucks pull off a late win versus the Carolina Panthers, 30 to 24, and lock up a playoff spot in the NFC. Now, Tom Brady, I mean, was cooking, especially mm. in that second half. He threw for 432 yards and three long touchdowns to Mike Evans. And Mike Evans becomes the first player in NFL history to begin his career with nine consecutive thousand yard plus receiving season. Put some respect on my guy, Mike Evans name. Like for most of the season, that has been my question with the Bucks. Like how does Tom Brady and Mike Evans going for being in, you know, in the same mode and sync all the time right. to them just looking like they've never practiced before on the field this year, but they found some of that magic at the right time, Auntie and, and, and Pac-Man Jones, and they were able to, to connect 10 times, and Evans went for 10 catches, 207 yards, and those three long touchdowns that we talked about. This is Todd Bowles on talking about reaching the playoffs this year. Playoffs started clean slate for everybody. You got a three-game elimination tournament, and it doesn't matter where you are. To have those games to play tough like we did, at least we know we'll be in the games, and we just have to cut down the mistakes in order to win them. Now, as you look at this game from a hold, I thought it was about to get ugly, right? Carolina was up 14-0, then they went up 21-10. And I'm like, see, this is why I picked the Carolina Panthers. They're able to run the ball. And Sam Donald had played mistake-free football this whole year, guys. And then sure enough, that turnover bug reared its early, ugly head. You know, Donald had an interception. And then he had two sack fumbles. Now, one, the second one definitely wasn't his fault, right? The left tackle, Iki Kwanu, got beat off the snap. And it was at the worst opportune time. It really led the Bucks to that turnaround and, and for them to take the lead in that game. But let me ask you this, Pac. The Bucks won. Looks like Brady and Evans got their connection back. But is this a team that can actually make some noise in the playoffs? Mm, I don't know, man. The running game is subpar. Um, it's, that's a nice word for what that man, running game is. <laughs> I don't know. Like, who who can they beat on that side if you think about it? Like, yeah, they might win one game, but I don't know. I don't know if they have it. I don't, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I don't think they have a deep enough team. Like, the running game is nothing. This is the first game that he's really looked like Brady. And half mm -hmm. of that was because it was piss poor coverage on the defensive back parts for the Panthers. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is a, a Fuji game or <laughs> this is I'm a, I'm back Brady ready for playoff game. Yeah, Auntie, Auntie, what do you think? Right, because to Pac's point, right, we were talking about this off air. Like, I don't understand why the Panthers can continue to go man coverage with C.J. Henderson on the outside with Mike Evans and why they wouldn't even, you know, lean the safety to that side if you do go cover one. After Mike Evans beat you for two touchdowns long, but a quarterback gets in sync with the receiver, it's literally like piss and catch for the rest of the game. So you should know that the ball was going to Mike Evans in every critical situation, and they should have leaned coverage to that side, but yet they kept putting C.J. Henderson in man coverage. So – to Peck's point, though, this is what we haven't seen from the Bucks all year long. So is it fugaziness, or is this really who the Bucks are going to be going forward? Do they scare anybody in the playoffs, Auntie? Well, I mean, they get the first game at home, right? And so, you know, That's if true. it started, the playoffs started today, they'd be playing with the Cowboys. Cowboys, so we, yeah. We don't know who playoff Cowboys are sometimes. We just mm. don't, right? Mm. Now, the playoff, if the Why? Cowboys are playing like they're supposed to be playing, then you would think this this game isn't even close. But at the end of the day, come on, 
I mean, history is is history, right? And Tom Brady's still there, and and it, at 157 years old, he's still throwing the ball. And <laughs> and like you said, like talking about, you know, Mike Evans is going, you know, they're going to throw him the ball. Like, no, you know that Tom Brady is going to get him the ball, and Tom mm. Brady is going to go after that little squirrel in the pan. Uh, back there in the secondary, if 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 he's not covering anybody, and like you said, Henderson got cooked. I mean, he got his cooked. Ass cooked it, it was tough. It was tough for my, for my young going, bro. Right, and they kept <laughs> yeah. going after him. But guess what? Henderson ain't Trayvon Diggs, and so you know like that, that. that's that's a whole different beast that they will be going. Trayvon will bite on the double move though. <laughs> right, but 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 you know we'll see. And and you know I actually think it'd be a good game with Tampa and, and the Cowboys just because you know like I said we just don't know what Cowboy team is going to show up uh, if true. it if it ends like this right. I mean this could be the it could be the Eagles. We just which don't is know. crazy to even think about, right? <laughs> Could be the Eagles. Um, but as you just stated, Auntie, right? The Cowboys, I mean, the Bucks are already locked into that number four spot, right? Mm-hmm. So the game this week, I believe they play the Falcons, really doesn't mean much to them, right? So people have wondered, is Todd Bowles gonna, you know, rest some of his starters if anybody's dinged up? I think he would be smart if anybody's dinged up to rest them. But Tom Brady spoke about this on his, you know, podcast, Let's Go, right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. And he wants to actually play in week 18. This is Tom Brady talking about playing this week instead of resting, even though they're already locked into the number four spot. I think when you say it's meaningless, I understand the context, but I don't think there's anything's meaningless. And everything's in preparation for what's ahead. You know, I think that you could look at, okay, it's not going to matter per standing, but it matters because you're professional. It matters because it's a performance. It matters because it's your job. You know, I'm not the head coach, so I don't make those decisions. But and I'll obviously whatever he wants to do, I support it. But you know, I love going out there and playing. I love trying to get better. You know, we're eight and eight. We don't have all our our problems solved. I look at it like, man, we could use every opportunity, every day of practice to you know get better. Whereas Brady don't want to lose, have a losing record this season. Right. He wants to go out, finish nine and eight, go into the playoffs with some momentum. And I get it. But Pat, let me ask you this question: as a player, right? Um, on this team, Todd Bowles, your head coach, do you think it's wise for him to rest players? Or because, like Brady said, it's not like they have all the answers. That was one good game, right? Should they go out there and try to put another week together before the playoffs? And maybe just rest some of the guys that are banged up a little bit. Um, I don't know if rest the whole game. You, I understand what Brady's saying. He don't want the chemistry, to, to lose the chemistry. So, you know, play a quarter, maybe play a half, mm-hmm. um, and then pull them. But I know when when we had that situation, we played a half here in yeah. Cincinnati. Second I, half, yeah, we 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 didn't play no none of the second half, but we did play the first half. Yeah, and I wouldn't even mind that, right? Because maybe you don't want two weeks off before you play again, especially since it's the playoffs and it's one and done. I agree with that. Play a half, right, and then rest some of your front line guys. Now, thing that people have to understand, Pack, is like even though it's a fifty-three man roster. Only 46 dress on game day, and I believe you're allotted two play uh practice squad players you can call up to play two to three practice squad players that you can call up on game day. So essentially maybe 49 guys can essentially dress. So, I mean, some stars are going to have to play in this game. You can't just sit everybody, right? But some of your frontline guys like Mike Evans, who has had hamstring issues before, if Tom Brady's dinged up, maybe you just give him a quarter and a half or two quarters, and then maybe you let Blaine Gabbert go in there and play, right? Um you have some offensive line struggles, you know, Shaq Mason, maybe you rest him or Donovan Smith, who's struggled this year, but he's been banged up as well. 
you rest him in Vita Vea. I know he's been beat up a little bit. Maybe you rest a guy like him um, in, in Levante David. But I, I agree with that, Pack. I think you play your team for at least they have just because you don't want two weeks off before you play the Dallas Cowboys. And again, I mean, this is one game. Who knows if they're going to have this type of continuity going forward? Is it a fluke or is this who they truly are going to be going forward? Auntie, let's talk about the other team, Carolina Panthers. Nobody had high expectations. They lost their head coach, Matt Rule. They traded away their best player in Christian McCaffrey. And Steve Wilkes, the interim coach, had this team in contention. And they should have won this game, to be honest with you. And they should have been playing the Saints next week for a win and get in and host the game at home. Do you think the Carolina Panthers would consider keeping Steve Wilkes on as the head coach, not just the interim head coach going forward? You know, right now in the NFL, I don't know, because you look at what's going on with the Raiders, right? And Rich Basia, is that right? Basaccia. Basaccia. Basaccia, like, I think he should have been the head coach, right? Um, You know, he galvanized that team at the end of the year last year, and and the players really – rally behind him and next thing you know then he then he wasn't picked and and so you know Steve Wilkes I, I kind of look at it in the same situation yeah they should have won but you know should have could have would ain't gonna win you know games in the NFL right and it's not going yeah. in, in their case it's not going to get him in the in the playoffs Correct. to be honest I don't really think they're a playoff team I, I think that any chance they had to be a playoff team at this point they lost when they let go of Christian McCaffrey and just look what he's doing in, in San Francisco. I mean, <laughs> my gosh. Hey, he, so, cooked, he cooked yesterday. Good Lord. Yeah, he did. But, but this, this is my thing, auntie, right? We always talk about a great leader of men with a roster. I want to say as depleted because they actually have some really good players on this roster, right? Some good young talent, Brian Burns, your boy, you know, uh, Brown, uh, Derek Brown from, from Auburn. Right. Um, they got, DJ Moore, who's a really good player. And the run game has actually looked better since Christian McCaffrey got traded away with Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman. So to me, right, we always talk about a great leader of men for a interim coach to get everybody to buy in, even though they wouldn't have or wouldn't you would say they wouldn't have the talent that most other teams have and have them one game out of playoff position to win the division. I think that speaks volumes. Let's not forget Steve Wilkes kind of got a bad rap in Arizona, right? He got one year to be the coach there, right? right? Took a quarterback, didn't even get a chance to develop the quarterback. They fire him, they bring in Cliff Kingsbury, and they draft Kyler Murray. So he got a bad rap. So I think right. for the team to really, you know, be able to rally around Steve Wilkes and play at that level where they were, I would say, half a quarter away, Auntie, from winning this division or with the potential to win this division – I know Tepper is a guy that likes shiny new toys, and I would not be surprised if he tries to just throw a blank check at, you know, um, Peyton, Sean Peyton. The only thing is, right, he's owned, technically his rights are still owned by the Saints. So, like, are they going to trade him to a division foe? Probably not. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But you're talking about winning the division. I mean, come on now. I mean, there's a chance that, I mean, even the Buccaneers lose next week. I mean, the division champion didn't even have a 500 record. So, it's not like the NFC South is like, but I mean, they a were essentially division. in a tankathon, Auntie. For them to even be in consideration, I think speaks volumes to the to head coach. So, Pack, I'll ask you this, and then we will move on to the next question. Do you think Steve Wilkes deserves <laughs> the right to to stay on as the head coach for the Panthers? Yeah, I do. I think he mm-hmm. did a great job with what he had to work with, with half of the team being gone, not having a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, half of a quarterback. 
Um, with everything he did, he he got him back to playing good, and they should have won last week, bro. Yeah, the for corners sure. played horrible. It was the lowest mm-hmm. grade ever in in PFF history, besides Will Jackson. Thirty six point six. This is I am athlete tonight. <laughs> I am your host, Lee J. Dues, but with my squad, Adam Pacman Jones and Auntie Chantel Trimeter, and the Packers bullied the Minnesota Vikings. In a 41 to 17 blowout and control their own destiny in regards to the playoffs. If they beat the Lions, which you know the schedules come out, they're playing next Sunday night, Sunday night football, the last one of the season. Then the Packers get in after being four and eight a month ago. The Packers have rallied to win four in a row. And if they beat the Lions, they get into the playoffs. Now, this is a Packer team that we're not accustomed to seeing, right? Because we're used to Aaron Rodgers throwing for 300 yards, 300 yards. I don't believe Aaron Rodgers had has had one 300-yard passing game this year. Now, he threw for 159, had one rushing touchdown, one passing touchdown. But it's the run game. That's how they get it down in Green Bay right now. The run game with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones went over 100 yards this last week versus the Vikings. And the defense, Pack, this Bowling. is the we, this is hey, the defense we thought we was going to see all damn year long. All I'm them first-round picks on that defense, right? Darnell mm-hmm. Savage had a pick six for like 70 yards in that game. Yeah. They're getting help from special teams. Auntie, you talked about it. Rich Basaccia, he's mm-hmm. a special team coach with the Packers. Because Sean Nixon is the most dangerous return man I've seen in the last couple of years in the NFL. If I was a team, I wouldn't even kick to this guy, right? 105 kickoff uh, yard kick return for a touchdown. They forced four turnovers by the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, Jair Alexander went out there, <laughs> talked this noise. And backed Woo! it up. You he love said, to I see said it. What I said, yeah. and, I meant and, it. and when he when he told mm-hmm. Skip and Shannon Sharp, he said, "Hey, don't just say I'm a good corner. I'm a great corner. Put some respect mm, on, on my name. Come on, man. Went out there to and, him, and strapped up Justin Jefferson. Now one there were a few plays where he did have some over the top help, but the times they battled one on one, he was strapping up double J. Locked them down. Bro, first half, bro, he had zero catches, dude. That's zero what's crazy. Bro, he only had one his catch, bro. Yeah, like, come one on, catch bro. the whole game, which is crazy. This is Aaron Rodgers talking about still being in the playoff hunt for the Green Bay Packers. Mm, I still believe in myself and felt like it just takes one sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's strange, but when we were sitting at three and six and we looked at the next three at the time, Tennessee was playing really well. Obviously, Cowboys playing well in Philly was number one in the league. And I just felt like if we get one of those, we can win the last five. And nine and eight was going to get in. Um, I don't didn't really go around saying that because you don't really want to say, hey, if we just get one of these next three, you know, <laughs> we can maybe make the playoffs. But in my head, that's what I was thinking. Auntie, are the Green Bay Packers, should they win versus the Lions to get into the playoffs? Are they the one team in the NFC that nobody wants to face right now? I think so. I think that, you know, look, I mean, you got the rainy MVP on your team, right? Back to back. (laughs) Right. And Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. And as I was watching that game yesterday, like, y'all, I don't know. And I'm not a football player, but the way the ball comes out of his hands is so. Just a quicker flick of the wrist. Yeah, it's and it I, it's a beautiful sight to see. And and Christian Watson is getting better every single game. And like Pax said, you know, that defense is coming to play. And 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 look, they're only getting better from here. Like I I I think that that uh 
you know, the NFC is going to be tough anyways, right? Um, but we ne- we don't know what's going on with Jalen Hurts. And and so I, I wouldn't want to play the Packers right now. I wouldn't, yeah. especially if they win here. I mean, they're going into a high. And, and and you know, we've been talking about chemistry between wide receivers and, and quarterbacks the whole show. And it seems like he's getting that with these young receivers and, and they're understanding him. And, and you know, Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon are, are running the ball. Like, hey, this this team can play. Yeah. Pat, one thing we know in the NFL, right? Just speaking from experience, momentum's a real thing. Yes, right. They've won four in a row. They're playing a dome team again. That's two weeks right. in a row, right? Minnesota's a dome team. Came out there to that cold, got smoked. Now it's the Detroit Lions, a dome team, right? They're coming to the Green Bay Packers. Let's just put this into perspective. Like if I'm on the Green Bay Packers, right? And again, you take every opponent series, especially Detroit, because they're one of the hottest teams in the league. But we just saw two weeks ago that the Carolina Panthers in the first half ran for over 200 damn yards on them and ran for over 330 in the whole game. Well, we're a running football team. I think that bodes well for us in the cold elements. And you come into Green Bay in the cold where we play a physical brand of football. I I thought I would never see this, y'all. I remember earlier this season, it was a third and one or fourth and one. And, you know, they put the the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands to throw the football. I think it was might have been against Tennessee Titans. And he went off on the floor like, run the damn ball because he understands the mindset of this team now. It's not that we're going to throw for 300 yards. Right. We're going to punch people in the mouth. That's what we're right. doing now with these two running backs and this offensive line. And I think that's growth from Aaron Rodgers to realize because, you know, most quarterbacks would have a lot of pride and be like, you know, they're paying me $50 million. I got to go out here and throw for 300 yards. He knows that their best offense right now is the run game as he builds that rapport, like you talked about, Auntie, with the young receivers. So, Pac, let me ask you the same question I asked Auntie. Are the Green Bay Packers the one team that nobody in the NFC wants to face right now? I think so. You go back and look at the last time they played the Eagles. They weren't even as near good as they was now defensive-wise. I think the game was 33-40. The Eagles skipped away and won that game. But after that, they go and play Chicago. They beat Chicago. They beat uh, L.A. They beat the Dolphins. Correct. Um, beat the Vikings um, Sunday. You know how it is once you're, you you get that itch and your quarterback been telling everybody the whole year, everybody in here need to play better. Mm. Everybody need to play better. And guess what? They have found a way to get in. I think if they get in, they're going to be dangerous. Who wants to go to Green Bay in January? Well, they, they would have to start on the road, right? Because Minnesota is the divisional leader. Well, either way it go, it's going to be cold wherever they go. But but to your point, Pat, right? We always talk about this. Playoff football, you got to be able to what? Play defense run and run the ball. And that's what they do extremely well. Auntie, I know you want to ask a quick question. The only pushback I have on the Green Bay Packers is, Auntie and Pac, who has been their arch enemy in the playoffs the last few years? Ooh. Which team has owned them in the playoffs? The Vikings? No. We I talked about them earlier, Auntie. You talked about the guy that left from Carolina and went over there. Oh, the the Niners. And that's right now who they're slated to play in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, but Brock Purdy, That's the one know. team I think that they ain't worried about them because they've owned them in the playoffs. And they actually play the same type of brand of football, right? Good defense, right. run the football. But Brock Purdy's actually thrown for more yards than Aaron Rodgers. So 
I, that's the one matchup I hate for the Green Bay Packers. Like, I wish they were playing somebody else because I would like to see them two teams maybe face off in the championship, in the, in the NFC championship. But go ahead, Auntie, unless you, I'll let you ask your uh, last yeah. question because we got to get to break. Yeah, I just want to, I want, I want the, the listeners to hear from y'all. Like, we, we see, you know, the, fair weather or the 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 warm weather guys go into the cold and and things like that how did you and i know you played in the cold dudes but Mm -hmm. you know pack when you were with the with dallas and you guys are playing inside and and how does that do how does that affect you mentally like knowing like you'd be going to green bay when it's a foot of snow they're they're shoveling the field it's freezing Mm -hmm. outside you 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 run to do you run to the the heated seats and you know, how does that change your mentality going to the game? And do you guys really get cold during the game? It'd be some cold, cold games. I'm one of them guys that like playing in the cold, but I've played okay. in some games where I just stood by the heater and run from the <laughs> heater to the field. Like, yeah. one year we played in Pittsburgh, it was like negative 10. Until I, I pray to God nobody came to my side. Please don't throw the ball over here. <laughs> Tackling it hurts when it's that cold. I think for me, the worst part, because I got to go back and catch the punts. Man, mm-hmm. that ball hurts. It come down so hard like a rock. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to shield your body with it, it, it kills your hands. So, um, yeah, it, it affect me a little bit. But I, you got to realize I went to West Virginia. So I was used right. to playing in the cold. So, um, yeah, for me, I played most of my career in New York. Right. So I was used to the cold. But like there's some cold you just don't get used to. Right? So, like, so when you play in Buffalo and it's, mm. you know, it feels like it's negative. Or one year, I don't know if you remember that snowpocalypse. I'll tell the story real quick. In Baltimore, right, where they had like crazy wind and like like seven feet of snow. We played them that weekend and that was the coldest, which is crazy. That's the coldest game I ever played in because with the wind, the real field was like negative 10. It was so cold, Auntie, that nobody went out and warmed up on the field. I was the only one, the whole team that went out there and warmed up on the field. And I played that. I think that was the only game I've ever played in my career with sleeves on because it was that cold. Like, I had put warm sleeves on and put that warm skin on because it was that cold, man. So, like, it's a mentality. When you play in the cold, you just it's easier said than done, but you just can't think about the cold. Our producer, Pernell's New York football giants, are back in the playoffs for the first time since 2016. Daniel Jones threw two touchdown passes and ran for another two as they smoked the Indianapolis Colts like Virginia Slims 38 to 10. Now, if you, if you look at this, right, a lot went into this game. And before we tell you, you know, the outcome of the game and how it happened, there was a play in this game where Kayvon Thibodeau came off the edge, right? Nice disguise by the Giants. The, the Colts slid the line away from where the blitz was actually coming from. So it wasn't just Kayvon Thibodeau. It was a slot corner. He was wide open coming off the edge, unblocked. Thibodeau hits Nick Foles and sacks him right now. After he gets the sack, before getting up, he does a snow angel dance. I don't think he realized that Foles was hurt, but Jeff Saturday, the head coach for the Colts, didn't take kindly to what Kayvon Thibodeau did. This is Jeff Saturday talking about Thibodeau's celebration while Nick Foles was hurt right next to him tasteless uh from the from the celebration afterwards just you know trash not a fan of it at all and uh yeah disappointed from the o-line perspective or and for teammates in general we protect our own man we i mean y'all know me man i've, I've been here a long time so i'm, I'm just gonna tread lightly uh, obviously i didn't like it at all well mr jeff saturday head coach of the indianapolis Colts, attitude reflects leadership right you said your old line should have did something well if you're bringing that mantra 
to this team of toughness and everything, shouldn't they be a reflection of their head coach, Auntie and Pac-Man Jones? Absolutely. And let's really break this down, right? He, ca- he called Kayvon Thibodeau tasteless. And what was the other T word he used on to? He trash. said tasteless. He didn't say trifling. He said, he said trash. 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 He said trash and tasteless, which are two very strong words, right? If you look at the play, I've watched it at least seven times now just to see what maybe Jeff Saturday was looking at, looking from a different angle, right? You look at Kayvon Thibodeau, right? He sacks him and just rolls over and just starts doing a snow dance celebration. I don't know if he realized Nick Foles was hurt at the time. And again, adrenaline's going. You're celebrating. You had a big sack. Now, it does appear appear on video that he may have looked over for half a second, but it wasn't like he got up and looked to see who was down on the ground, right? Right. And to Jeff Saturday's point, right, the O-line should have did something about it. Once they know that Nick Foles was down and this dude was celebrating right on top of Nick Foles, they should have did something about it. There should have been some personal fouls. There should have maybe even been some pushing and shoving, some other things going on, right? Because like he says, you protect your own. But again, attitude reflects leadership. And if they're supposed to take on the mantra of their head coach, they stood there and watched Thibodeau do it. Now, I don't think it was a bad thing. I don't think Thibodeau realized that the dude was hurt. He After the game, he already said, I didn't even know he was hurt until I was getting up with my teammates going to the sideline. And I hope that he's okay. Right. But again, I don't know if he's trying to get his team hype, which is way too late after the fact. And just to update, Cincinnati, ba- Cincinnati Bengals made it look easy work. They went in that spot that you Pick talked about, catch. auntie, with Terry Johnson being catch. hurt. They went after Tredavious White in the slot and, and Tyler Boyd caught a 14 yard touchdown from Joe Burrow. The Bengals are up right now. Six, nothing waiting for the extra point. Yeah. My brother is going to be in trouble, but this is, this is my thing. Like, Again, I don't think Kayvon Thibodeau knew that he was hurt. So, I mean, I, I think those were strong words from Jeff Saturday calling the, the dude trash and tasteless when he literally sacked the dude and didn't get up and was just celebrating on around. Auntie, what well, do you think was, about Jeff Saturday's words? Yeah. <clears throat> well, Jeff Saturday was talking as Jeff Saturday, right? The former center of his mm. team, the coach. He wasn't talking like a head coach. Um, one, I mean, you don't call anybody trash and, and, and things like that. And, and tasteless, and yeah, he wasn't, good Lord. And tasteless, like he wasn't a fan of it, but, but what you should have been talking about is the trash that your defense was playing, giving up 38 points. That's what you should have been talking about. The trash that has been your team the past few weeks. Um, <clears throat> if we're talking about <laughs> trash. Obviously the young man did not see Nick Foles, you know, he, he had a sack and he was celebrating and yeah. You would think that your offensive line would come in and, you know, I mean, if I'm playing center on that team, I'm coming in, I'm hitting Thibodeau. We getting a 15 yard penalty, but but, (laughs) but, but at the end of the day, you know, this, this false aggression towards, towards the, the other team, like that doesn't have anything to do with it. And, but right now, you know, if the, the, it seems like the biggest thing we're talking about with the Colts is what's happening with the teams that are playing them. And and the biggest story needs to be how bad they're playing. And and mm. Jeff Saturday doesn't need to be their coach. I mean, it was a nice little you know move and things like that. But I don't think he's a I don't think he's long term answer uh, for this organization. And and you know, like I said, he he spoke off emotion and he and for a minute he thought he was lining up on he thought he was lining up uh, s- snapping the ball because he was he was talking like a player, not a coach. Yeah, before I go to you, Pac, like, I, I agree with Auntie, right? I think he was speaking from emotion from, and I think you said it perfectly, Auntie. This guy's an ex-center, Pro Bowl center, most likely will 
probably go into the Hall of Fame. Um, he's, I believe, is already in the Ring of Honor uh, at the at the Colts Stadium. Um, yeah, I was surprised O-line didn't do anything, right? right? But that's not on Kayvon Thibodeau. Again, he didn't know. I think those are strong words to use to somebody that you don't know personally. Right. When you call somebody, you know, trash – and uh, and you say it was tasteless, right? You're attacking their personal character, right? right? And if I'm Thibodeau, I have an issue with that, Jeff Saturday. You don't know me personally. You mm-hmm. can't talk about my character and call me trash and tasteless. Again, I've been a defensive lineman that is celebrated after a sack, right? And it's not like you look back right away to see if the quarterback's all right. That's not your job, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you looked down at him and was like, oh, are you okay? Let me go celebrate now. No. As soon as he sacked him, he rolled off. And started doing snow angels, right? Mm-hmm. And then as he got up and ran off, um, he was like, oh, wow, I didn't know he was hurt. And then spoke about it after the game. So I just think, Jeff Saturday, that was tasteless by you to call another player tasteless and trash without even personally knowing the guy. Pat, what did you think about Jeff Saturday's comments in regards to Thibodeau's, you know, celebration when Nick Foles was hurt? He sound bitter that he lost. Uh, so loser. You're so <laughs> ass a loser. So loser. <laughs> Coach, you you are a uh, uh, what I say. Uh, the guys are are an example of the coach. Um, mm. So for you to come out and just talk about a guy the way the the, the way you said it, mm-hmm, that says a lot about you as a person. But um, yeah, I, I I ain't like the way he came out and said that. And you know how I go, bro. It'd be different if he was standing over and knew knew that he was hurt. He yeah, had no exactly. Idea. He don't have no mo of doing that, so it ain't like he does that all the time. Um, yeah, so shame yeah, on I, you. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. But let's let's talk about the team that actually won, the New York Football Giants. I mean, Auntie Pack, nobody gave this team a chance this year, right? Nobody could even fathom them being in a position to potentially go to the playoffs, and they've already solidified a spot with a week to spare. In the NFL season, uh, people would say they're probably the least talent or they're talent deficient. They're probably the most talent deficient roster in the NFL. Um, Daniel Jones, Brian Dable has made him like a totally new quarterback. Now, again, he's not throwing for a bunch of yards, just living within the offense and not making the pivotal mistakes that he made last year on T-Impact as far as turning the football over. This is a running football team led by Saquon Barkley. And then when Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, they just get after you with, with different blitz packages and they do a good job of disguising. So will they make some serious noise? I don't know. I mean, a lot of people didn't think they would win all the close games they won this year and they actually had a blowout win Sunday. So you, you never know. A team gets hot. Um, but I mean, they've, they've been getting, you know, real big contributions from Isaiah Hodgins, who in the beginning of the year was playing for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, Darius Slayton, a lot of people thought he was going to get traded or cut, and he's been a really big receiver for him this year. Um, you know, they had the Kenny Galladay, you know, situation where they gave him all this money and he hasn't really played well for the last couple of years. Uh, and they've been able to get over that too. So, I mean, this team has been through a lot. They continue to win a lot of close games. Will they make a serious run in the playoffs? I don't know. I'll let you answer that. Do you think the, the, the Giants have a real – Shot at making some noise in the playoffs? No. <laughs> I don't even know what, what you want me to say. No. Straight like I, that, Auntie? <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I just don't. I I I'm not. I'm 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 not sold on Daniel Jones yet. I'm I'm just not. Um and I just think he's been so up and down. Um and and the receiving core has been so up and down for me. 
uh, I just I, congratulations for getting in the playoffs. But <laughs> pretty much as we start to stop set, Auntie. One and done. Yeah, I'd be surprised <laughs> if it's one and done. Well, well, the thing is, if you look at it, before I go to you, Pac, um, the team that they just played the week before, the Minnesota Vikings, right? right. It took a 61-yard field goal at the end for the Vikings to beat them at home. The Vikings were at home. Yeah, but right now, if the playoffs started, Auntie, that's who they would be playing, the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> so, like, that's the one team I think they match up really well against in these playoffs. But didn't they would play have in, an opportunity to play them. Didn't they play in New York, though? No, they played in 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 Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah, oh, it was did. just last week. Yeah, they not, but Minnesota. But that might be the only game. game. But but that might be the only good matchup game because you know well, what that's Kirk, what I'm saying. But right now they're who they're slated to play. <laughs> anybody play Minnesota? Like Kirk is the only on. Is he off? He if on. He you you gonna lose? You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? But like you look at the last three weeks and see how many turnovers he had. Yeah, they the Vikings had four turnovers yesterday. So right, like. We say they maybe can't make a run, but if they they play the Vikings in that round one, they got a shot. That's the one team I feel comfortable saying, well, that's a pick game. I don't know who wins that game because the Vikings have been fraudulent in a couple games. And, right. you know, the Giants haven't really been fraudulent. I mean, they, they only got blown out that one time versus the Cowboys. Like, every other game has been close for them. So it's like this team we know is going to fight, you know, tooth and nail week in and week out. So, Pat, let me ask you this question. Should Brian Dable be coach of the year for what he's done for for the New York Giants this year? Um, I don't know. It's a lot of good coaches that's done a lot of good things this year. But, but the he, Giants, though, nobody like pack nobody. I know you ain't giving him a chance like, this year. But come on, bro! Like he got a good roster. It ain't like he got a total trash roster. They got to win a playoff game or two for that. But like, it's well, no, as, well, that's supposed to be a regular season award. Come on, bro. You mm-hmm. you know how many coaches done done? Come on, bro. Like coach of the year? No, uh, no. I think he should no. be. I mean, I, I, can y'all name their top four receivers right now? <laughs> but hell, I mean, look at look at for for coaches who have done actual coaching jobs this year. I mean, look at look at Green Bay. You know. Yeah. Look, yeah, look but that was the roster where we expected them to Green, win the division. Green Bay, cool, but let's talk about Kansas City. That but that's an every year five, thing for them. That's right. why. 5,000, 4,700, uh, 4,600, 4,700. Like, come on, we're talking man. about for Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're talking yeah. about Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about the coach, though. Yeah, we're talking and, about um, that's, that's my point. The stuff that he's doing over there, everybody said they weren't going to be the same without Tyree Hill. That's Shit. true. But nobody even they had the Giants yards. on their radar, though, Pac. But, like, come on, bro. Like, the Giants, are we really talking about Giants as being the coach of the year? Right. For a team that nobody thought was going to the playoffs and they're in with a week to spare on team, in fact? No, not, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think he is the coach of the year just because, again, their roster as far as, as, far as just pure talent. Right, if you compare them to every yeah, other playoff team, it's not even close. Green Bay was three and eight. I mean, three and right. what? Three. Yeah, but 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 what, how how have they played the last month? This is isn't this how we expected their defense to play, Pat? I mean, but if we're going by that logic, the Steelers were two and seven. So did we have? Did we have I think Mike Thomas is being head coach of the year every every year. He should be in that category. But like, what about Green Bay? Did we have Green Bay going to the playoffs? Yeah, I had Green Bay going to. I didn't have. I had Minnesota well, winning division. I had Green we, Bay going to the playoffs though. What we? No, I'm just saying in the beginning of the year when we were talking about just like rosters, I'm like Green Bay is going to the playoffs. I knew Minnesota. I had Minnesota winning the division, but I had Green Bay at least going. I mean, back to back MVP, and they had a 
how many first rounders on defense, Auntie? Like ten? Yeah. Like, like we? I expected them to be good. I didn't. I, I knew Minnesota would be better, but I expected them to be good. But they just dog walked Minnesota last week. So yeah, to me, good. like like Giants was nobody was nobody even had them in the back of their mind as far as them making a playoff run. Can we all agree on that at least? Yeah, I do yeah. agree on that. But that's I why I think he should be coach of the year. But I'm saying, but you like, got to look at you, they they division play what division? The Falcons and Tampa Bay. No, they they have the best, probably the best division of football. No, I'm just talking about the out of conference games, bro. Uh, they well, play they play the AFC South, right? Which is like right, Jacksonville, and Tennessee. Yes. But they still had to win in divisional games. Like they still have Washington, Philly, um. Dallas, like everybody in that conference should have made it. The commander right. should have made it too. That's yeah, how Ron like Revere it. doesn't it, make that it, quarterback it. change. They probably do right. make it. That's how we that, that uh the uh the South Wars, AFC right. South Wars. But yeah. by your all, logic, by your logic, by your logic, dudes, um, <clears throat> and it's not even because I'm a Steeler fan, then you would have to give it to Pittsburgh. No one thought the Steelers were gonna be in the the, they were picked last in their division, right? Auntie, you yeah. cannot say that because your coach have never had I'll a losing Your coach record. has never had a losing yeah, record. But, never, but, have, but never. I'm, saying, I'm saying by his logic, because remember he's saying that no oh, one yeah. thought that, that the Giants would be in it. You know, Daniel Jones. I think everybody now, thought the Steelers would be better than the Giants, though. He's playing, <laughs> he's playing a rookie quarterback, and they started with a worse record than the Giants. You know, in week three yeah. or week eight, no one thought the Steelers would be in the playoffs. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Sirius XM Podcasts.